Welcome to Automatic Merchandisers Vending and OCS Nation podcast. This podcast is about people, trends, issues, and products pertaining to vending, coffee service, micro markets, and pantry service. Content that is designed to make your business more profitable. Greetings, I'm your host, Bob Tulio. Today's topic on vending and OCS Nation it's part two of how an operator can guarantee success at the 2023 NAMA show. Hopefully, you have already checked out the first April podcast, part one, how an operator can guarantee success at the show. If not, you know where to find it. That podcast featured several ideas for you from some giants of the industry, people who are veterans of the convention floor, Linda Saldana, William Mandiel, C.J. Retcher, and Evan Jarecki who offer tips on how to prepare and how to succeed, in addition to some great Atlanta restaurant tips. I've already made my reservations. Plus, I gave you one big tip, a guaranteed way to succeed as an operator, something I've done in the past at NAMA shows that absolutely works and will make your trip to the NAMA show worth every penny. So I certainly hope you didn't miss that. In this podcast, you will be given more advice on how to make the most of the 2023 NAMA show from another group of industry giants, more awesome restaurant recommendations, and one more golden nugget of a tip for me on how to guarantee your success at the 2023 NAMA show. Full disclosure, Arthur Siller was a star account exec for my company in Los Angeles. He is now Senior VP of Operations and Business Development at Evergreen Refreshments. So we've spent plenty of time together on the convention floor. Arthur, how do you prepare your people for the NAMA show? You know, I, I, that's a great question. And I think it's important to, to sit down ahead of time and look at a few things. You want to look at, on the outset, who is showing on the floor, what education sessions are happening, and then which ones you feel matter most to your company. You know, if you're, if you're a company bringing multiple team members, you know, I would bring people from different departments in your organization. You get those different perspectives. And it also makes it a lot easier and, and simpler in terms of dividing and conquering when it comes to education sessions at the show. You know, my, my approach has always been deciding which team members make the most sense to attend specific sessions, but, but also allowing them to choose one or two they feel passionate about. You know, while we obviously focus on our needs as a company and, and their roles and what role they play, it is important if they're passionate about a topic or, or feel ownership in an area that, that we want them to explore that. It creates better buy-in, shows we want our team members to engage and, and to be excited. You know, and and ultimately, right, the, the best strategy is reviewing your company's plans for the year or years ahead and deciding what and who at the show will make the greatest impact towards achieving those goals. You know, for us this year, you know, we have a large focus on new technology and, and reinvigorating our client locations. So those exhibitors and then certain individuals at those companies will, will be a strong focus for us. You know, but if you can find three areas 
you say, you know, we know these are the areas we want to make an impact in our business, then I would look at the NAMA show as a way to focus on that and say, what can we take away from here and how can we truly come back stronger? You know, what companies should I be talking to and who are those companies should I be talking to, to, to really take the ball down the court? What about after the show, Arthur, do you do a debrief? Absolutely. Um, so we do a debrief as, as a team. Um, we share notes with each other. We get together. And then again, we, you know, we want to take those notes and turn them into actionable items. Then we have a little practical advice from Judson Kleinman of Corporate Essentials in New York. Judson has the same challenge that every industry veteran experiences when they walk the convention floor at a NAMA show. It's easy to get distracted. If you're trying to reconnect with a, a vendor and schedule those appointments with those people and make sure you, you, know, you're, you put it in your calendar so you don't miss any of those. And you know, sometimes I, I find myself just you know, so happy to see everybody. I kind of get lost in the time and then all of a sudden I realize I missed an appointment. So just try to stick to those and, um, and uh, organize your day around you know, what you're looking to accomplish. That is what happens, Judson, when people are happy to see you. I've also spent plenty of time on the convention floor with Paul Tulio, who once ran our Orange County operation and is currently the regional director of refreshment services for the Atlanta region at Five Star Food Service. Paul, how should operators prepare for the NAMA show? so many different things that are presented. There's so many different new items. Um, but if you go in there knowing, hey, my customer's looking for this specific type of dietary restriction or this specific size pack, you can be more targeted. So when you go into the NAMA floor, you say, okay, I've got to find a, a chai latte powder. I've got to find a certain type of jerky that's going to meet the need of my customer. So definitely take that temperature, see what they're asking for, see what their needs are, and try to think ahead in the future. What's that next refresh look like? What are they going to be looking for and what can I provide to them as uh, potential new options to meet those needs going forward. Great, great. Okay, now, Paul, the tour guide, <laughs> I've eaten many meals across from you. I know you know how to eat. You love food. And I know you have a good pulse on the Atlanta market when it comes to dining and entertainment. What's your top fine dining choices? Where to take the important client? Well, I would say uh, there's a really cool steakhouse called Little Alley Steakhouse. You can't go wrong. Amazing high-quality meat. They've got an amazing beverage menu, and it's just a really high-quality dining experience. So Little Alley Steakhouse would be one of my go-tos for sure. You mentioned earlier uh, something about uh, local flavors. Um, so if you're looking for- Yeah, what, what kind of a fun restaurants that would capture the flavor of Atlanta? There's a little place that I love uh, called Mary Max Tea Room, and it's pretty close to that same area. And they've got which area is that? Um, kind of close to that Ponce City Market. It's on Ponce de Leon, a little bit off the beaten path from there, but but fairly close again in that same general area. Uh, there's a lot of stuff right there around that Ponce City Market. But man, this place, Mary Max Tea Room, has very authentic and amazing Southern cuisine. Uh, very many ways to eat it. You can get kind of a family style where if you've got four or five people together, they can give you these big plates of fried chicken and grits and uh, all kinds of amazing uh, Southern options, which I've eaten there a couple times and was blown away pretty much every time and had a ton of leftovers because they give you huge portions there. So it's uh, definitely a place on my list I would say to go check out.
Debbie McGaw works alongside Paul in Five Stars Atlanta region. She is Director of Sales for Refreshment Services, and she has some great ideas to share about the show and Atlanta dining. This is good stuff. Trade shows are all about education and networking. So I would like to yep. make sure we are all spread out. Everybody is, you know, getting a little piece of something and we come back together and collaborate on what we've learned, who we've met. So to me, that's the number one step. Meet with your team, look over the, the lists, look over who's going to be there and just kind of have a game plan for who's going to tackle each either vendor or um, breakout session. So would you agree then that the overall plan is is your team goes in a number of directions, they gather a lot of information independently and ideas, mm -hmm. and then ultimately when you come back after the show, you folks kind of have a debriefing and talk about what did we get out of the show, what can we take Absolutely. forward? Absolutely. I think that's the, the best game plan. You probably get out on the town once in a while, so people are looking to you, yeah. to you specifically. Uh -huh to provide a really good dining choice. Where do you take that important client? What are some of the picks that NAMA visitors should think about when they come to Atlanta? Well, I would say the thing about Atlanta, first and foremost, is we have such a diverse culture here because everybody tends to be a transient. You know, when you hear someone that says they're from Atlanta, you're like, oh, really? You know, you don't hear that very often. Yeah. So I think because of the transients, they tend to bring food and flavor from their own culture, city, country. Um, and then they come to Atlanta and we kind of fuse it with our Southern culture here. So I personally, when I, when somebody's new from Atlanta, I like to bring them to one of the more fusion type restaurants, which we have so many of. Um, and I'm looking for the ones that are going to have the fried chicken, fried green tomatoes, pimento cheese, you know, all that Southern food that we're used to that kind of give it a a spin or a flair with other cultures. The Optimist, that is a great one. Empire State South, Rising Sun, Kimball House, The Consulate, they're one of my favorites. They do a, every quarter they rotate their menu based on an entirely different cuisine from like a different country. So I love, I love going there. Cooks and Soldiers. You gotta pick one. <laughs> one? Tell me which one I have to bring okay, my people to. Um, Kimball House. Okay. All right. And what's special about that? I just love the way they fuse. So they're um, a farm to table sustainability and just blending of other cultures with the Southern flair. I, I don't think you can go wrong. Sounds yeah. great. Sounds great. What about it? So how about a fun restaurant, little off the beaten track, maybe that captures the flavor of Atlanta? I would say all of them do. There is a restaurant called yeah. the Beautiful Restaurant. Which, if you really want to experience Atlanta Southern style, it is a cafeteria style, but it is it is up there. I would always recommend to check th th them out if you really want to understand Atlanta Southern. The beautiful, the beautiful restaurant. restaurant. Yep. I must say, we got some smart advice, some very practical advice from Dave Carroll. Linda Saldana's partner at 7th Wave Refreshments in Atlanta. World Congress Center is huge and a big show. Take some time to walk, so allow yourself plenty of time to get to, to, to all the booths. You know, if you're going to be outside, it's going to be 80 and humid. So, you know, some people in the country, it's going to feel like 110. And then with our traditional weather, there's, there's always going to be a pop-up thunderstorm. So bring your umbrella. 
Okay. Those are practical preparation methods. I like it. From a from a dining standpoint, what's your fine dining choice? Where do you take the important client? So traditionally in Atlanta, there's a there's the Buckhead district that's been in the news lately that's just north of it of downtown Atlanta. Down there there's Bone Steakhouse, a uh, very prominent steakhouse, and then on the seafood side there's Chops Lobster Bar. Highly recommend both of those. Chops has an amazing flash fried lobster that's over the top. Bones has every steak choice you can imagine. Flash fried lobster. Dave Carroll, I am in. I promised you another tip that is designed to guarantee your success at the NAMA show, and here it is. And there are three parts to it. Number one, set up meetings with suppliers. There is something special about meeting with suppliers at a convention that sends a message, my company is a serious player that deserves your attention. I especially recommend this strategy to small, fast-growing operators. Number two, make sure you let them know, your suppliers, that you are committed to their products and ask for that same commitment in return. Specifically, ask the question, what kind of marketing dollars can you send in my direction to help ensure my growth? Number three, since you are a loyal customer, ask them straight up, who is getting the sales leads that come in directly to them, especially if they are a roaster or an equipment supplier. Make it clear that as part of the commitment you are making to help them sell more, you need some of those warm sales leads sent in your direction. That's it for now. In May, Vending and OCS Nation will look at pantry service trends the state of the workplace population with a compelling prediction from an industry leader who's been pretty prophetic in the past and we'll talk about the importance of equitable deal making thanks for listening and subscribing to automatic merchandisers vending and ocs nation check out my best of ocs column my youtube channel b2b perspective plus ongoing feature stories that i do for vending market watch and automatic merchandiser. See you in Atlanta. I'm Bob Tulio.